Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just Nas Science Podcast. Each episode, we debunk ridiculous yet common science misconceptions we find online and get just a little salty about them. I'm Lauren. And I'm Nick. Before we get started, we'd love to have you come check out our Twitch page. Twitch is a totally free platform that allows you to interact with us in real time. We're usually in the kitchen cooking food, but we do talk about the science involved in food. So click the link in the, in the episode description and watch our channel trailer to see what it's all about. Today, we're going to talk about the long-discussed dinosaur myths episode. We're going to set the stage with a little background, and then we're going to talk about all things Jurassic Park and common misconceptions. Honestly, I'm surprised it took us this long to do an episode on dinosaurs. I mean, everyone loves dinosaurs. They're just so cool. My brother, for instance, had a huge life-size blow-up dinosaur as a kid. And that's definitely the happiest I've ever seen him. And he's married with two kids. (laughs) And wait, you... You said it's the long-discussed dinosaur myth episode. Between you and I. Like, we've had that on our list to do forever. I was like, I don't think we've ever said anything about it. We've never told anyone about it, though. So why don't we give some uh, some context about the time in which dinosaurs lived. Dinosaurs roamed the Earth 245 to 66 million years ago in a time known as the Mesozoic Era. To give some context, humans have only been around some 300,000 years, though this number changes as our understanding of evolutionary timelines shifts. Damn, we've been around so little. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I found this really interesting that the word dinosaur is derived from Greek words meaning terrible lizard. Though it, um, terrible in this case, you know, doesn't mean like, bad like they sucked like ivan the terrible yeah it it probably means like terrifying terrifying huge yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. i mean but who the hell knows no i mean they could have been like man these things suck (laughs) these are terrible (laughs) (laughs) i can just picture some person in ancient greek finding a dinosaur fossil for the first time like man this thing fucking blows (laughs) yeah sucks to be them um, okay, so what was life like during this Mesozoic era, right? The time which dinosaurs ruled? Well, it was generally pretty warm, but things certainly weren't stable. Three out of the five largest extinction events occurred during this time, and it also marked when the continents began shifting into the land masses that we know as our continents today. Mountains began forming, and, and even okay, even parts of the land would see uh, small seas flood the area, only to quickly recede. Some people think that uh, this might have happened because the of the warmer temperatures. Uh, they would melt sheet ice, which would raise sea level pretty quickly and drastically. Does that uh, sound familiar? To but anybody? they. They'd also recede back. Yeah, eventually. I don't know why. I you it's know. So I don't know. Maybe they evaporated a little who knows listen i don't know i'm just telling you what i read uh for reference the overall temperature of the arctic was about 20 degrees warmer than it is today while the mean planet temperature the average planet temperature was about 6 to 12 degrees warmer than present day now i wonder if that's like present present day because we have raised the temperature like one and a half degrees in the last oh, okay, like, fine. decade. Okay, fine. Five to eleven. Yeah, happy. I was curious because 
I want to know where we still stand. Where we have how many degrees left do we have until <laughs> we reach this? Uh, not many. Okay, so now that we set the stage a little bit about what life looked like for the dinosaurs, let's talk about some dino myths. Ooh. So mm-hmm. you remember that scene in Jurassic Park where that little dinosaur is following around uh, Newman from Seinfeld? I don't remember his name. Hello, Newman. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually like opens up a, like this big umbrella frill behind its head and shoots venom in his face. Well, unfortunately, there's no real evidence that any dinosaur could shoot venom. Or I don't even know if dinosaurs had venom. Uh, animals that have venom, they have you can see like pits in their skull where they would have sacs that are filled with venom. And we don't see that in any dinosaur fossils that we have on record. That's unfortunate. That was a pretty cool scene. Just yeah, saying. and Newman had it coming, so. Yeah, he kept sticking his face in the dial, like, hey, what's up? And like, obviously that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> Get <obviously>. away. <laughs> um, so for myth two, this one's going to feel a little weird. But Velociraptors and most likely T-Rex had feathers. I mean, you've probably heard about this one by now, but starting in the mid-1990s, scientists started to discover fossils that had evidence of feathers. In fact, it's not just Velociraptors, but many dinosaurs um, that we've come to discover now we see have probably had feathers. So at the moment, we think it might have evolved to assist with temperature regulation, much like certain types of hairs on dogs Um, but what you may not know is that velociraptors they're really only the size of like a turkey or um, a golden retriever Um, but you know i still wouldn't want that charging me still i mean like honestly there are like a, a gang of turkeys around one of my doctor's offices and I feel very uncomfortable with them like i don't make eye contact and i usually run into my doctor <laughs> through the door like i'm afraid and but I feel like I have a pretty good turkey call, but they haven't yet responded to me. So well, Then it can't be as good as you think. I guess I haven't been accepted. <laughs> I guess I think it's pretty decent. It's not bad. It's it's, it's not bad. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but when you close your eyes and you, and you picture a velociraptor, what you're probably picturing is a Diana Chuse... <laughs> A dinosaur that I definitely can't pronounce. Uh, I'll put a... Yeah, I don't know how to say that. But yes, it also had feathers. Thanks for leaving that for me to say. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) So the next myth. Dinosaurs, like the T-Rex, had small forelimbs, which is true. But did you know... This isn't really a myth, I don't think. It's kind of like a fun fact. It's like a a fun fact, a misconception. Did you know that their palms could only face each other. I mean, the dinosaurs could grasp prey to, you know, like to eat it as if they were holding a sandwich, but they couldn't lay their hands flat on the ground like if they were going to try to pick something up. Like, what would they need to pick up like that? Like a penny? They're trying to pick up a penny off the ground? I, mean, I don't know. Maybe whatever they just killed and wanted to eat. Maybe they were trying to pick something up. But they could use their, if their palms are facing each other, they could probably just like scoop it. Right, like the crane game. Yeah. They yeah. had a crane game, that shit. <laughs> I would pay money uh, for a crane game that used T-Rex hands instead of the actual like metallic bucket thing. And those things are a scam, so I wouldn't they, they pay really, any money they, towards they, it. No, wait, since we're talking about that, they actually are really a scam. There are whole manuals that talk about the uh, mechanics behind 
how often they should drop and stuff like that. It's it's crazy. I've looked at them. Wow. Get a hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway, myth number seven. (laughs) Um, So speaking of the T-Rex, one of the most iconic scenes from Jurassic Park, as many of you know, was when that T-Rex was chasing the Jeep. In reality, and this one really blew my mind, and I don't really want to accept it, but here it is. The T-Rex probably couldn't even outrun a human. Um, So scientists think that T-Rex had a whopping max speed of 10 miles per hour. And the average human sprint speed is about 20 miles. Is that true? I feel like I can't run 20 miles an hour. If you sprinted, you probably could. I guess. But then the question is, who would tire out first? You or the T-Rex? Try sprinting for very long. Yeah. Granted, you don't have to sprint. I mean, 20 miles an hour is like twice as fast as what the T-Rex could do. So... T-Rexes, you know, their sprint speed is like 10, 12 miles an hour. You could probably... Do like a hefty jog. Yeah, you could probably do a hefty jog. But the thing is, they are much longer, so they could reach you even if they're not, like, next to you. Well, right. 10 miles an hour, but, like, each step, being that they're much bigger, does it... No, I mean, they're covering 10 miles over one hour. You're covering, you know, presumably if you're sprinting... 20 miles in one hour without, you know, without stopping, which who's doing that? Um, And I know Lauren said that that was myth number seven, but it's not. It's actually myth number four. Myth number five is that all dinosaurs were green and brown. And you you see that mostly in the movies. But the the actual truth is that, you know, trace, uh, we we found traces of melanin, which is a protein that relates to um, pigment. Um, that, you know, we found the same kind of melanin that is in bird feathers, lizard scales, and even our hair while studying dinosaur remains. So some, you know, might have even been related to iridescent or like bright colors. And that today is how a lot of birds attract mates through sexual selection. So like... Um, peacock. Yeah, I was just going to say, they get a peacock. Perfect example. The, the brighter the colors and the bigger the feathers, the more likely they are to get a mate. Which the peacock and the turkey, their feathers remind me of that dinosaur that sprayed Newman in the face. That fanned out look. Well, oh, um, so you know how that dinosaur like shot its fro up before it like, spit the venom out? Mm-hmm. It, it didn't do that either. That's also not true. I hate to, I hate to break it to you. Crushed. Yeah. How about they just... They didn't, they didn't, they didn't have that ability. No. Honestly, it makes sense to say that probably not all dinosaurs were just brown and green because there's so many different environments and brown and green is not going to be the camouflage for every environment. I mean, look at the earth today. Not every animal that's camouflaged is green and brown. You know, you're in a desert environment, you need some different colors. So I think it would be silly to say that for over 100 million years, all the dinosaurs that existed were just green and brown. Silly. It would also be really, like, boring. So boring. But anyway, so the next myth is that dinosaurs took care of their young, uh, like reptiles, with what we call a lay them and leave them strategy, meaning they lay eggs and then just leave and just kind of dip yeah they they, and they just kind of like hope for the best right um but But, you know that wasn't really true 
Yeah, so scientists, and I mean, this doesn't mean this holds true for every type of dinosaur, but for one in particular. So scientists found as evidence that uh, suggests dinosaurs may have acted more like brooding birds than lizards when it comes to parenting. So there's like another little instance where dinosaurs may be more in line with birds than the lizards, like we always seem to depict them. But in the Gobi Desert, they found an, an oviraptor, meaning uh, remains like on top of a clutch of eggs. And they basically rushed to judgment by naming it oviraptor, which means egg thief. But then they kept finding similar remains of this raptor on top of nests over and over again. And then they kind of changed their perspective and they were like, ooh, I think we done messed up. Uh, it was probably more likely that this dinosaur was guarding their own nests and not thieving them. So like, that sucks. To be forever known as an egg thief and you were just trying to be like a caring parent, that's fucked up. I don't, I don't have like a, a witty thing to say about parenting because I'm, I'm not one. So we're going to go on to the next one. Yeah, myth. but that just goes to show you that like once you're accused of something, even if like you're proven innocent... That shit just follows you around. Oh, yeah. Now, the, like, the name, they named it. And then they thief. named you that. Like, they're not going to change all the textbooks and stuff. Like, they, it is the egg thief. You just well, yeah, have to know better. We're just going to have to put, like, an asterisk now. We're not just going to go back and change everything. <laughs> yeah. We're not even going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, our next myth was that uh, dinosaurs were heading for extinction because they couldn't adapt to a changing environment. Uh, there's a lot of people that think that dinosaurs were failed, like a failed experiment or failed evolutionarily. And for them to, to, for someone to say that dinosaurs were just like a failed experiment means that there is some motive and dinosaurs didn't pass some arbitrary test. And an evolution does not work like that. You have, think about it like this. Dinosaurs ruled the planet for over 100 million years. And like we said at the beginning of the episode, humans have only been around for 300,000 years. So to to say that dinosaurs failed evolutionarily or that they couldn't adapt is ridiculous. It's also very egocentric of us. It's like, I haven't really been around that long. Yeah, let's see how much longer else. we, we yeah. make it. Because we're, we're, you know... We're doing such... great in 2020, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> we're off to a stellar start. Um, and on the topic of extinction for them, there are two major theories as to why dinosaurs went extinct that, you know, scientists are coming to, you know, accept. The first one is the Alvarez hypothesis. And that's the fact that a huge, or that's the idea that a huge meteor struck the Earth near the what today is the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. And there is actually a giant crater there. And that this meteor caused a massive tsunamis and kicked up massive amounts of gases, dust, and debris into the atmosphere, which ultimately changed the climate. It, it Wasn't it suggested that that um, meteor strike was what created the Gulf of Mexico? Yes, and that the impact just like flattened everything for like hundreds of miles. I mean, if if you make something as enormous as the Gulf of Mexico, I would imagine so. I mean, could you just imagine shock waves? You just like just like eating leaves as like a bronchiosaurus, <laughs> and all of a sudden you just fucking flattened, and you're like <laughs> literally no rhyme or reason. You're just like wow. I don't I don't know why I find that that 
imagery so funny. I'm just picturing like it's been so it's just, just it's just a must have been gentle like gentle bronchiosaurus just like nibbling on leaves, just nibbling. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, just like they must have just like heard the sound coming and been like, that's it. It's just an invisible force, basically. Um, but there is so scary. There is a second theory as to why the dinosaurs went extinct, and that is volcanism. Uh, there is evidence of ancient lava flows in India that occurred about 65 million years ago that covers 200,000 square miles, and in some locations are more than 6,000 feet thick. That's thick! That, that is a <laughs> thick lava flow. <laughs> So eruptions of this magnitude would have unleashed so much ass and so much gas. <laughs> did I did I say so much ass? <laughs> I, you were like in between both words. Okay. Real, I'm really so much ass and therefore so much gas. <laughs> I mean, we, were talking about it. we were talking Very about tricky. how thick this was as I try to twerk. It's so thick. Anyway, that sounded bad. I don't like that. Uh, (laughs) So this lava flow was like super thick. And eruptions of this magnitude would have unleashed, you know, just a metric ton of ash and gases into the air. And it would have affected the planet for years. Yeah. So some of the big gases that would have been released, carbon dioxide, sulfuric dioxide, um, which in large quantities is not good. You basically well, suffocate. Listen to me, I can name gases. Oh, shut up. I have to teach this in earth science. But you're basically suffocating, right? So think about the ripple effect that happens. If you suffocate the planet and you create such an ash cloud that once it gets like kind of sucked up into the stratosphere, it makes it around the globe pretty quickly and can block out like a decent amount of the sun. So you're killing plant life. Right, and then if there's not a lot of plants, you're killing all the herbivores. So if there's no more herbivores, who are the carnivores gonna eat? And so it just has this ripple effect in the food chain that is not good. I mean, this this event, whether it was the meteor or the volcanoes, um, killed like three fourths of life on the planet. It didn't kill everything. It killed most. During the time in which dinosaurs existed, I don't know if we said this before, but there were three. Uh, three of the five mass extinction events yeah. happened during the time of the dinosaurs. Like, they, someone or something was trying to get rid of them. But, <laughs> I mean, if you think about the the flow of energy through um, through life, it, you know, what takes in, the, what's the first source of energy gatherers in the, in the world is plants. And then that energy is transferred to other animals that eat the plants and then other animals that eat those things and, you know energy works its way through uh, an ecosystem like that i probably explained that pretty poorly um and like I'll, a food chain but that's yeah. like a really simplified version a food web is more effective uh, okay, but only but you get the point yeah. that i'm trying to make yeah all right all right okay and i was gonna say something else and i forgot cool good point um but just to just to illustrate like how powerful an eruption of that size would have been just the eruption happened at Mount Pinatubo in the Philippines in 1991 
That eruption alone affected global temperatures for two years as that cloud of ash was so big and made its way into the stratosphere as suspected with the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs? What the hell? (laughs) So even something that was not nearly as catastrophic, I mean, it obviously had major impact in the Philippines, but it still had a global effect on temperature. It was blocking out some of the insulation coming in. So it can definitely happen. Oh, I remember what I was going to say, and it's kind of related. We have evidence for things like dust particles making its way across the planet. Uh, And Lauren can talk more about this than I can, but the sands and dust from the Sahara moves over and actually um, does something to the Amazon. It helps, like, fertilize. Okay. So it makes its way across the ocean into the Amazon, which is pretty incredible. And um, people recently were talking about how there's way more particles coming over from the Sahara than normal. And I don't know what the implications of that are. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look into that more. I mean, I just saw that as like, oh, my God, a giant dust cloud coming from the Sahara. And I just feel like people are using that as like, look, another thing in 2020. And I want to be like, no, that's actually like that happens. So that's okay. It's actually a good thing. Yes, I haven't heard about more of it than normal happening. I I had read that this one was particularly large. Maybe it's going to particularly fertilize the burnt down Amazon. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe it could be good i don't know i don't know enough about the planet to to make a statement like that so there was this was really um talked about well in one of those nature documentaries i don't know if it was the one on netflix called um the one that will smith um if you're looking to me for help about like tv shows go elsewhere yeah it was like one of those like planet earth ones where it really talked about this pretty well so Cool. Well, and, and I definitely encourage people to go watch Planet Earth, even though it um, doesn't really pertain to dinosaurs. It's still really cool. Love it. Scientists are also discussing the likelihood of both the theories occurring and that dinosaurs had a hell of a year, much like 2020. <laughs> yeah, and on, honestly, I was thinking about this. And even before I had read that scientists were proposing that both events had occurred or there was just like a couple of years or like, you know, fucking meteors and a nonstop volcan like volcano eruptions and shit. I was thinking about that myself. Like, it could have been a hell of a place where a volcano eruption was much more frequent. And to be honest, eruptions are much more frequent than poss- the possibility of a meteor like that hitting Earth. But that meteor, I feel like the effect of that meteor could have set off volcanic eruptions because it definitely could have fucked up tectonic plates. And volcanoes typically erupt when there's enough pressure of gases like they're um, underneath the plates and then it erupts through the surface. So, I mean, that meteor of that size coming and it's pushing and it's pressuring things after it erupted, I mean, after it hit the earth, it definitely could have caused like some vol- some eruptions, I, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't think there's uh, any reason why it couldn't. So Whether I, it I, did or not, I don't know, but yeah. I don't see why it couldn't. But, I mean, that I just, oof, I would not have been want to have been around to see what the hell happened then. And if you're not sure if it's really plausible, consider this. We said at the beginning of the episode, it was during these times at which mountains were being made. And, well, what are volcanoes but mountains that have holes in it that shoot lava out? Like, that's basically what a volcano is, sort of. Yeah, I mean, there's different types of volcanoes, and some of them, yeah, we look, don't need basically to, look okay, like. I don't, that's going to do it for us today. Oh, my God. If you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and especially share it. It takes literal seconds to hit subscribe and click the five-star review button, and it would mean a whole lot to us. 
positive ratings and shares on social media are the biggest ways you can help us spread this good, good science to even more people. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at JustNASScience. You can also visit our website, JustNASScience.com, where you can watch YouTube videos, read blog posts, or submit questions and suggest topics for future episodes. Also, new, we are adding uh, full transcripts to the website, so, you know, be on the lookout for that. And we're doing a new weekly blog post about science news and communication, things that I think are pretty important or have some impact. And the goal of it is to explain um, what the article is about, basically. In more detail. But also, I burped into the mic twice while you were reading that out of spite. No, that's, oh. I, that got edited out. No one heard that. Also, don't forget we put out new episodes every <laughs> Tuesday. And as always, thank you guys for listening and screw you, Nick. Later, nerds. Later, gators.